0: Financial hardship is a common issue a lot of Americans go through. We often try to seek wealth in hopes that it will bring happiness. However, there are those who become blinded by the opportunity of money and will go through anything to get it, even murder. And here are their stories. Alan Ruby Alan was only a 19-year-old student at the time and he had an issue. He called himself a shopaholic, and he was right. His spending was so out of control that he even took a credit card in his grandmother's name and charged thousands of dollars on it. He also stole checkbooks from relatives and cost many of them over $17,500. After all this trouble, his parents completely cut him off. Suddenly, on October 13, 2014, the family's housekeeper, Rose, arrived at the home around 8.30 a.m., she began cleaning for the first 30 minutes before realizing that something was wrong. The food and water bowls for the family dog were overfilled, and all of the cabinets inside the home were pulled wide open. As she got close, she saw Alan's younger sister, Catherine, his mother, Tinker, and father, John, all laying lifeless and ice cold. According to the reports, they died on October 9th. Allen first shot his mother twice, Then, he waited until his 17-year-old sister, Catherine, was done washing her car, and when she walked in, he fired once which killed her immediately. Then Alan waited about an hour before his dad walked through the door. He fired twice and killed him. The motive was money. He needed three grand to pay back a loan shark, and he thought that if he killed his family, he would inherit enough money to pay him back. After killing his family, he staged the crime scene to make it appear as if the family was robbed. Allen then checked into a room at the Ritz Carlton in Dallas. According to his friends who met up with him only days after the murder, he was not acting weird whatsoever. He was apparently laughing, joking, and having a great time even at 1 in the morning. He was also very active on his social media account postings, even at the night of the murder. Allen told the police that he threw away the gun he had used along with a DVD from their CCTV security system. Allen was arrested after enough evidence was collected. He pleaded guilty to three counts of first-degree murder and was sentenced to three consecutive life terms with no possibility of parole. Oloma Curry Walker 45-year-old Oloma was closing in on financial ruin after racking up tens of thousands of dollars in debt through many credit cards and personal loans, which some she had taken out in her husband's name. Just four months earlier, she married William Walker, who was a veteran firefighter. During a car ride, Oloma brought up an idea to her then 17-year-old daughter. She wanted her husband killed. Oloma said, and I quote, No one would believe I would hire a bunch of kids to kill someone when I know people that could. Oloma paid her daughter's boyfriend Chad Padgett $1,000 as a down payment to kill William and committed another nine grand after the job was done. Chad agreed and contacted his cousin Chris Hine, but Chris backed out. Chris then reached out to Ryan Doherty, who agreed to do the deed for less than a grand. Then on the fatal night of November 3rd, 2013, Oloma told her husband to pick up food at around 8.30pm. During this time, Chad, Ryan, and another man congregated in the garage with a pistol Chris had obtained. William then returned home with a McDonald's bag at hand, trying to unlock the side door when he was ambushed and shot four times by a 9mm gun. Oloma rode with him in the ambulance. He later died that night. Ryan, Chris, and Chad pled guilty to involuntary manslaughter and conspiracy. Ryan was sentenced to 23 years, Chris for 18 years, and Chad to 28 years to life. Oloma's daughter was not charged but was to spend a month in juvenile detention center. Oloma was found guilty of aggravated murder, conspiracy, and felonious assault, and she will spend her entire life in prison. But wait, there's more. What Oloma didn't realize was that William hadn't finished the switch of life insurance beneficiary from his ex-wife to Oloma. Therefore, even if the plot succeeded, his ex-wife would have still gotten the money. Christopher Porco On November 15, 2004, Peter and John Porco were brutally attacked with an axe caused by an intruder. Peter was killed, but his wife was able to hang on to life as first responders arrived. When authorities arrived, there was no signs of a break-in or forced entry. Instead of a typical broken lock, stuck to the front door were the house keys. It was a spare key that was usually hidden under a flower pot near the entrance. Also, the master code was used to disarm their alarm. The home was not tossed around, no drawers were pulled, and nothing was touched. As paramedics assisted Joan, The detective asked her, did a family member do this to you? Joan nodded. Then he asked, did Christopher do this to you? Joan nodded yes. More than 200 miles away in his dorm room, Christopher was brought in to talk to the detectives. Chris said that he never left campus at the night of the murder and that he was actually asleep on the couch, but his frat brothers flat out said that multiple guys were up until 3.30 a.m. and he was not there at all. Therefore, the authorities pulled up CCTV footage from the campus. It showed him leaving the campus at 10.30 p.m., which was only hours before the attacks. At 4.54 a.m., the phone company shows records that the phone line was cut inside the home, and at 5.12 a.m. that morning, Chris was caught on CCTV footage driving back to the campus. Additionally, they have a mud stain that matches his vehicle to the crime scene and a witness who was a neighbor who has known Chris's jeep for a while now confirmed that it was the same jeep he saw the night of the murder. Joan, who has now recovered but was severely scarred, said that she had no memory of the night and no recollection of nodding that her son was the attacker. Joan even publicly claimed that her son was innocent. As they dove deeper into the investigation, they found that Chris was the one who stole his parents' laptops from the burglary that they reported a few years ago. Chris also lied to his parents and spent spring break touring around Europe with friends using his parents' money. They also uncovered that Chris told his fraternity brothers of a life as a rich kid, saying that his family owned majority of the land in the area. But in reality, Chris was flunking out of school and was deep in debt. In another case, the company eBay flagged his account for taking money from customers but never delivering the product. His extravagant lifestyle was fake, and even to the days leading up to the attack, Chris's father, Peter, discovered that his son forged his signature to obtain a car loan and another personal loan for $31,000. Chris's father, Peter, then sent a series of angry emails and calling his son out of control. Prosecutors believe that money was the motive. Chris was found guilty and sentenced to 50 years to life. He currently maintains his innocence and his mom believes him. Rich Allen Schmelzer Rich was a 44-year-old man that was married with four children. He had been living a double life, which had gotten him deep into debt because he was funding his lavish lifestyle, which included frequent escort services costing him over $20,000. In fact, he was spending so much on his extravagant double life that his home was being foreclosed on and his credit cards defaulted. When relatives refused to give him money, Schmelzer transferred money from his grandmother's Mildred Darrington's credit cards. He was able to do this because he was the co-executor of her estate and the beneficiary of her trust. After furthering himself into debt, he learned that he could inherit $800,000. Therefore, he plotted to kill his grandmother. He went on to fabricate a very carefully crafted alibi before driving 900 miles from Texas to Mildred's home. Additionally, he retrieved a receipt from a restaurant near his home that made him appear to be in Texas at the time of the killing, when in reality, he was already in Illinois. On July 18, 2014, he let himself inside the home and stabbed Mildred in the neck while she was laying in her bed later that day a hairdresser visited mildred after being concerned that she failed to show up for an appointment that she usually never misses she found mildred dead rich was arrested and sentenced to 45 years in prison josephine and jeffrey ruckinger josephine hated her family in the past they had fallouts. For example, when Josephine was just 20, her boyfriend and her trashed her parents' home and stole items that included a pistol. Afterwards, they fled to Pittsburgh and her parents disowned her. The family was apparently also very angry after Josephine moved her grandmother in with her and Jeffrey just before she died in 2007. According to the entire family, Josephine and her husband took everything from her dying grandmother before she passed away, which included bonds, jewelry, and thousands of dollars in cash. Then suddenly, around 10 a.m. Friday, September 27, 2013, Josephine and Jeffrey rang the doorbell at her family home and ambushed her mother, Roberta, first. Roberta cried out, oh my god they have guns before josephine opened fire with a sawed off shotgun john jr their other son tried to grab a gun to protect himself but jeffrey shot him multiple times in the chest before he was able to josephine's father john senior went and retrieved a gun not realizing who the attackers were he opened fire at someone he saw nearby and shot his daughter in the head jeffrey then fired his gun at john senior but john senior instead returned fire shooting jeffrey in the head the father proceeded To call 911. In the investigation, they found a large amount of ammunition, a gas can, and lighter fluid. There is no clear motive to why they decided to ambush the family that day, but many of their relatives reported that it was most likely due to the inheritance they took from her grandmother. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, please check out our Patreon page. The link is in the description box below. Your support means the world to us. Thank you.